before the bloodbath begins, slither your way to the host's socials for the podcast slash Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast, Instagram at the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast, the stab to Aaron's accounts, Twitter at double AA row three, and Instagram at double AA row. Find the podcasts on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the slaying and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, in which they learn their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barracks. Welcome, I'm your host Dustin, and another installment of our Within the Barons uh, episode, uh, interviews, whatever you want to call it. We have David Howard Thornton on. It's been what two or three weeks in the in in the making. Yeah, I think, yeah, for a while. yeah. It's basically, been like a month. We've been trying to do this. So. <laughs> yeah, just I know life things happening, and then um, one of the big things that happened that we'll be talking about is what kind of interrupted last time. I I, yeah. I, I think that's what. What that meeting that's, was about? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that was about. <laughs> yeah, so which, that's really exciting. Which we'll be talking about, but I'll do a little bit of introduction for you, and then um, then we'll go right on. So you obviously, you know, portrayed Art the Clown. That's like your, your biggest, um, you know, um, feat, I guess, as of right now. It's mm-hmm. like what you're most known for, and right literally so. big feat. <laughs> yes, it's, it's great. And actually, a funny thing too, we actually did meet in person. Um, mm-hmm. But it was during a very, very crazy time um, at um, Scarathon here in Massachusetts. At oh yeah, yeah. Uh, at the at the hotel, that was like the last time they did it right before COVID and everything too. Yeah, that was really fun. It was a dance party and everything, and yeah, yes. you were you were really chill. Um, I know there was so many people there, so it's impossible to remember <laughs> everybody. But yeah, that was that was really really fun. And also that yeah. event was you know pretty much all based around you as well, which was really really cool. It was crazy. Yeah, I think I still have the shirt too because uh, they made a shirt with you on it that I have um, in the other room that I probably should have worn, but um, <laughs> I, I forgot <laughs> that I even fine. had it. <laughs> I'm wearing a Batman shirt, so it's hey, good. and, and no, that's another really funny thing too that I was going to say is that you have done a lot of like you know Batman work with you know portraying the Joker as well. That I was reading mm-hmm. up on the IMDb that I had no idea. So you were doing clowns before art, which is yeah. really cool. Now, oddly enough, I was cast as Joker and Art the exact same week. Wow, oh yeah, God. so I was like, this You're is like, insane. This is my life now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I could have worse things happen in my life. So yeah, yeah, you know, be a professional killer clown for a living. Okay, sure, I'll go with it. That must have been really cool, too, because they're in two completely, like, you know, opposite sides of the spectrum. One's more, like, um, just so uncontrollable. And one's more like, I know what I'm doing, and I'm going to do this. Yeah. So what was it like having to balance doing the Joker and, and art at the same time? It was, um, I mean, I didn't film at the exact same time, so that was kind of cool. I, okay, I did a little good. bit of art, then I was kind of done for a little while, then I went and filmed some Joker stuff, and they had to get me back to do some more art stuff. So I was like, you know, it's going back and forth. But, I mean, like, I understand the characters both so well, so it's just I can easily just switch them on and off. So that's 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 the easy part, especially Joker. I, I've known that guy forever. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think, you know, most of us do. And Art, obviously, is such an original character, which was, you know, kind of brought to fruition through the All Hallows Eve movie, which um, I know you weren't a part of. So Correct. What, how did it come about with you being chosen to be Art for the Terrifier movies? Yeah, that that all came about because um, the original Art, you know, Mike Gianelli, he wanted to move off and move on and do other things with his life. And I think he just didn't want to have to go through all that makeup again, which I, I can understand. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they, they had just put up a casting notice for a tall skinny guy to play art and had, like, <laughs> clowning experience, physical comedy experience. And, you know, I was, I, I, I was focused more on stage work at that time. I, you know, so it's like, you know, I did musical theater for a living basically and voiceover work, oddly enough. But um, I, I was like, yeah, I, I really want to start trying to, you know, get into film work and TV and all that kind of stuff. So I, I saw that casting notice. I had seen All Hallows Eve, so I knew the character. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a perfect role for me. So yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this is a you know, small, little, low-budget independent film. So, you know, who knows if anybody will even see this thing. But it's going to be a good thing for experience for me. I, I can really cut my teeth in the film world and, you know, learn all the, the the lingo, all that kind of stuff. So this would be great. I could put it on a reel. And, you know, do, but I, I, I never imagined it would evolve into what it has become now. I was like, ah, this is huge. Be a, a little thing, you know, <laughs> and just boom, exploded. So I kind of lucked out there. Yeah, and like another thing that happened too a couple weeks ago is like a bunch of really awesome art that came with the terror threads. Um, blows mm-hmm. like that's cool, but it's really funny that they did like you know. Um, kind of an homage to the Killing Joke, even though you yeah. you played the Joker, so now you are art doing the Joker. It's it's like so many layers right there. It's it's yeah. so funny. Oh, that that shirt made me so happy when I saw the first image of it. I was like, because um, like Killing Joke is one of my favorite graphic novels of all time. I I do several monologues from it just because I just love how it's written. Yeah, it's a great monologues. So I was like, yeah, I, I mean, see my character done up as joker and instead of having the ha 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 having the honk 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 behind him i was like this is amazing because i you know i put a lot of joker in art as well so i was like this is this is very serendipitous so it's like as soon as i saw that they were making this i was like i contacted them like, oh please i have to have one of these now yeah so they, I, they sent me one <laughs> i think i'm waiting on mine to arrive right now i bought it um pretty much when it launched and i think mine's arriving tomorrow so i'm i'm mm-hmm. really really excited for that um yeah, it's, it's a, a great so, shirt. It's so crazy just how big everything like went because I saw Terrifier not when it first came out, but I think it was on Netflix for a while. I was like, hmm, I I like watching things with clowns in it, and I was not expecting what that movie was going to be. I thought it was just going to be some. <laughs> it, it's goofy. It, it is a goofy movie, oh, but yeah. it's so violently goofy and like way out there. I was like, I was not prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we definitely don't take ourselves too seriously with this kind of stuff. We're not trying to be an A24 film. So, yeah. <laughs> so we we know exactly what we are. We're, we're just trying to, you know, harken back to the, the 80s and 70s slashers. And it's, just, it's that kind of love letter to that genre. So we're not trying to be anything like very highbrow or anything. We, we know we're just dirty, gritty, just slasher. And we have fun with it. Yeah, and it, it bleeds through that film, and, and I'm so excited for Terrifier too. 
And oh, God. since we're talking about that, the, the big yeah. announcement is that you're going to be going to Screenbox um, and in theaters mm-hmm. um, all at the same time. So that's that's awesome. That that yeah. must have been like a wow. This is insane. Oh God, yeah, because that's that's something that we've been wanting is this to be shown in theaters. Um, they're like, we would have loved that with part one, but you know that was just probably never going to happen anyway because we didn't have the clout then. But it was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I mean, part two is such a big film it's bigger than the first one in every every shape and form so we're like oh my god this has got to be seen with a big audience this can't just be you know sitting on your couch at home watching it this is one of those slashes that you have to see with a group of people and have fun with it and so we're we're stoked i i think they're talking about putting us in at least 500 theaters or something like that nationwide wow or at that's, least like a fathom a event or something yeah so it's <laughs> like you know, it's got to be at least for a few days or something like that so I think right now is everybody's trying to figure out when we're exactly we're going to release. We're going to release right before Halloween ends or after Halloween ends comes out because like we don't want to release the same exact time. But like, yeah, that that's that's like going to your funeral like right away, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it could be good for us either yeah. way. We we do it. It's like it could be a nice palate cleanser if you know Halloween ends is not as doesn't live up to people's expectations people are like okay we'll show you how it's done yeah <laughs> or yeah. It, it you know it, it could be just a nice lead in into it or it's like you know who knows who knows but i'm like i i think it's going to be a good um a really good movie season this fall anyway for horror fans i mean oh yeah we got halloween we got you know even like uh god uh Focus Pocus Two coming out. Yeah, that that and that's going straight to you know on Disney as well. So yeah, there's there's a lot of really really cool stuff. And yeah, honestly, just the last like two or three years, despite of you know the state of the world and everything, horror has been thriving yeah. a lot. Um, oh yeah, there's there's, I, I think that's like you know during the pandemic, people were still filming. I mean, we were still filming. We found ways to do it, and I I know a lot of other filmmakers, especially indie filmmakers, are out there still you know, getting around all the COVID restrictions and doing what they can. I mean, we, I even filmed a film that came out earlier this past year uh, called the dark offerings. And we filmed that exclusively over uh, zoom during the the height of the pandemic before any vaccines were coming out or anything like that. So like everybody had to film it separately. So it was very weird doing that because I'm so used to being, you know, right there with my fellow actors and I'm having to act off, you know, dealing with the, the computer screens and possible lag and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So that's, that was a different, different, you know, situation for us, but we got through it. And I, and that's what I, I thought was kind of cool about this whole thing is like, you know, um, even during the pandemic, people found ways to create things. I, I think it drove more people to create art and stuff like that. And yeah. Not, I agree not just like too. film work, but music and, just artwork and it's like because people are just sitting home and they're just going crazy and it's like i i think in a lot of ways the arts is a really good way for people just you know it's therapy it's a good way to deal with the stress and like you even look at the the great depression you know uh everything was going just down the toilet yet the movie industry was still thriving because no matter what people want to be entertained they want a distraction from the stuff that's going on in life so even especially in the worst times the the film industry and the, the theater and music you know the concerts all that stuff that thrives in those moments because people need that kind of escapism yeah and and now that everything can be done at home too because everybody 
know, you have a phone, you might have a, a laptop or a computer. So it's way more um, accessible for people to do all these things, you know, at home, especially with music, because there's so many ways for you to create music. Um, yeah. And, and film as well. Like, all you need is just a laptop, um, a camera. And, you know, yeah. the movie that really proved that was, was Host, you know, the one that, that mm-hmm. came out for the, the Shutter exclusive one. And that that's all through Zoom. And yeah, it's amazing. It's so crazy to see what people can create out of desperate yeah. times, you know. It's so true. So very true. And um, I cannot wait to see this movie. I cannot oh, wait. Man. I've been we... <laughs> people like doing like a bunch of fan art already for it, and I'm just like mm-hmm. just seeing the fan art without having any context of what what's going to be going on in Terrifier Two. Is it's just it's making me ready. And I, I, I can't wait. I'm going to bring all my friends to go see it. Yeah. I'm going to try to see it every day that it's out. Um, oh, good. Yes. Thank you. We're going we yes, to get those it's, numbers up. <laughs> it's it's a fun movie, too. I mean, like, I I, I kind of look at the first film as more of a proof of concept type of film, showing you what we can possibly do with this character. I, I, I feel like in part two, we we kind of found our ground, and we're like, okay, now we know what people enjoy about this character and all that so let's build on that and have fun with it and we just went crazy with it oh my god especially with the kill scenes holy shit (laughs) (laughs) that's actually something i wanted to ask you too about the the first one do you have a favorite kill in that movie that you enjoyed doing oh yeah yeah most people would expect it to be the hacksaw scene but i'm like i that was such a miserable experience because it was (laughs) It was so cold and it was dangerous what we were doing to Catherine when she had to hang upside down like that. So uh, I, I couldn't really have fun with it until I was actually cutting through the real prosthetic. Everything else is very, you know, nerve wracking. But the, the, the one I had a lot of fun with and I love is the decapitation of the exterminator. Oh, yes. That, that was just fun. That was a really good kill. It's just it's kind of funny too, just treating him like a pest dispenser than like a soccer ball. Yeah, this is, this is fun. It was so it's so well done too. It's like you know, not to toot my own horn or anything like that. But it's <laughs> like I, it's just Damien is really good at doing these kind of kills. He's he he understands the prosthetics and how to make them look really good, and he doesn't rely on the CG. I mean, like sometimes we might put a little CG here or there. Yeah, when you just can't, there's no way you can do it with a prosthetic. Yeah, but is like he he doesn't use the CG to just do a whole kill scene. He he only uses that just to enhance things. Like he might superimpose someone's face on the prosthetic or something like that. So you know, because you, you can't get someone wincing when there's a knife going right through their yeah. throat. So you know, <laughs> and I think that's the best way to kind of you know handle CG. Like I mean, us horror fans, we love practical. Like if we could have practical yeah. all day, we would. And yeah. if you if obviously there's concepts and things that you can't do fully on practical. Um, yeah. It's also kind of the same thing with CG because it will fall apart very easily because CG is still you know it's developing. We're, it's, we're still in the yeah, digital world, definitely, definitely so early digital age and everything. So being able to mix both of them just to enhance something yeah. is perfect. Like oh yeah, like blood it's, splatter. It's... Um, have real blood. But other yeah. blood on top of it, CG to kind of you know and um, create a bigger yeah. impact, um, is is what I what I think is the best way of doing it. Oh, I, I I completely agree. I mean, like a great example of you know just using blood splatters right was like the Evil Dead series. Yeah, it's like I, I remember like this one episode where basically like 
there's like a blood geyser just going off in Bruce Campbell's face <laughs> and it just keeps going. And I'm like, they really did that. It is like, it, it wouldn't, that would not have been nearly effective if that was all CG. That would, it's like, when you know he's just, that's just basically waterboarding him with blood. It's just <laughs> like, good God. I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, God, that have been a bitch to film that. Oh my God, that must've been miserable. Hopefully they only they only had to do like one or two takes. Yeah, I know. Oh god, it's a lot of product to go to waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it looks so cool. I was like, that is great, and yeah, it's like, I love that kind of stuff. It's like it should definitely be used just to enhance, and you shouldn't just be relying on it all the time. And that's yeah, it's because you know when you see bad CG, you know it when you see it. It's just like oh, that's not good. I mean, I I, I hate saying it, but I, I recently watched like on the first well, the first episode of like this season of the Umbrella Academy and there's a scene where this one character's on a roof and he does this backflip and it just looks so fake with the CG it's just like this yeah. is man they couldn't have just done wire work or something like that and it just, it's like yeah yeah man. sometimes people are like oh well we can do the CGI cuz it would be a little bit easier in a budget but usually CGI is more expensive than yeah. actually being having somebody do the actual thing with wires and everything. I mean, you have safety protocols and whatnot, but yeah, yeah I agree on that. Like, if you can use wires, mm-hmm. use wires. Yeah. No, get get a stunt coordinator or somebody to go and do that uh, if, yeah. if the actor's okay. not, you know, up to par for it. Yeah, it's like yeah, I I've I've had stunt you know doubles for a few things I've done and stuff like that, and I have no problem doing that. I'm like, yeah, if they can make it look better than I can, go right ahead. Yeah, I I especially worry like sometimes we build prosthetics for both films and like they're only a one use prosthetic and I have horrible depth perception (laughs) and I am just like I do not want to totally just mess up this shot because I just whiff it or I just hit it the wrong way and it doesn't go well and I'm like yeah you know it's like I have no no problem with someone else coming and being my arm for like that thing coming because i'm like if someone else can do it better than i can do it please 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 especially once one shot so <laughs> yeah exactly you want you want to nail that yeah um and that's another thing i want to talk to you about because art the silent character he's very mm-hmm. he, he mimes a lot and he's very playful so to get into the the head of art what what do you do like do you have like a, a ritual that you do to get yourself in the zone or does it come to you pretty naturally it just comes to me naturally it's it, it's that's probably such a boring answer but i i, I just <laughs> turn it on turn it off it's like I, that's how i've always been as an actor it's like once i understand the character i can just snap in and out of it at will i mean i, I might need a second or two just to get my thoughts there but boom i i don't i don't have to do the whole jared leto thing where i'm on set the whole entire oh god no it's like i (laughs) i I think the whole entire cast and crew would kill me if i did that kind of crap yeah honestly like going around acting as art and doing really violent things on set would not be good (laughs) no 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 i just like i I don't want to put people through that kind of stuff that's i mean i I understand what someone needs like a second or two to get into that frame of mind or something like that but if you have to do that kind of stuff all day and you're inconveniencing everybody else especially if it's taking time away from what needs to be done because i understand like there was something more bs you would take 45 minute long pee breaks 
Yeah, that's, that's because nuts. he had to do the whole thing walking on crutches and stuff like that. I'm like, see, you're you're taking time away from everybody else. Everybody else is having to wait for you to do this bullshit, basically. And it's just like, come on, man. You you. It's called acting. Just do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's how I feel too. Like there was a definitely, I think, a point um, in time where method was kind of necessary, especially like way earlier on when they were still f- you know, figuring things out and whatnot and yeah. to keep you in the zone but i think right now since there's so many movies and uh, there's a lot of people who want to become actors and, and whatnot and with all like the the theater that's also going around i think just go out there and, and just do it um i've had people on here who act and um they have some really cool ways of going about it like some people make like a, a music playlist to get them into yeah. like the the headset and mindset for that character which i think is really cool um, yeah. And it's way easier than you having to be that character 24 7. Oh, yeah. See, the, the music thing makes perfect sense to me, too, because it's like music is, it, it, it's, it's, there's something magical about music. It can just get you into the right mind frame or the right mood. I mean, I, I even did that a few times for Joker. I would just play the, uh, the, uh, Walls to the Death from the first Batman film. Oh yeah, or, or I would play some of the Joker's music from like the animated series because it just has that kind of fun carnival-like feel to it, and just like okay, boom. Now, and I'll do that like the first few times I played Joker. After that, I could just boom because it, it was like sensory memory thing. So I would just have to think of it. I'm like, okay, boom. I, I know where to go with it. And plus, I'm a musical theater guy too, so I'm used to music. That's awesome. So it's yeah. like it's. you're doing songs about emotions that's usually why you have songs and musicals you're you're expressing your your thoughts in ways that just pure words won't do you have to put music behind it blah 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 and and it's that's i mean even like when you watch movies you know a soundtrack can make or break a movie yeah it's very true where sometimes people just change the trailer song and it makes the 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 trailer seem like a totally different type of movie it's just it, music's a very powerful thing. So I, I think, yeah, it's a great idea. I, I know um, Lauren Lavere, who plays Sienna in part two, I, I believe she had her own music playlist that she awesome. listened to from time to time just to get in the mindset for Sienna, especially when she was first starting out with the character, because that, that helped her get where she was going with it. So I, I think that's good. But see, that's the thing. You're doing your homework before you go to set. Yeah. And you're not you're not having to take time away from everybody else and you're not inconvenienced everybody else and you're not being a total jerk to everybody else just so you can get in that kind of character so especially if it's like a lower budget um film um i feel like time is money Uh, oh god yeah (laughs) so you you need to be you know there and ready and not having to do all the extra things just for you to stay in in this character um I mean, obviously, with a movie like Morbius, like Marvel's got so much money, do whatever yeah. the hell you want, you know. But like with Terrifier and stuff, and movies along the lines of that, like you really need to be ready for that day, for that shoot, and yep. you know, make sure everybody is on their A game because you don't want to be wasting more money on on exactly. things that you shouldn't be wasting exactly. money on. And that's the thing too; it's like there's so much downtime on set, so it's like you could just take those minutes when the crew's setting up for the next shot to get in that frame of mind or something like that if you have to. But it's like, you know, don't take it that time away from everybody else when you're supposed to be on. 
Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I feel bad when I'm like, guys, I got to go to the bathroom really bad <laughs> just to take like five minutes off of your set. It's like, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I'm a very punctual person. I, I like schedules and stuff like that. So it's like, I, I get really nervous when I know we're running behind. And that happened a lot on part two because when you're doing practical effects, things go wrong especially with the blood tubes, things get clogged, some, something's not working in the prosthetic somewhere. It's just, it, it is, so it takes it back. So, I mean, we had different days where we would have to just add an extra day because we're like, yeah, we're behind. We have to come in for an extra day because we didn't get all we needed to do. And so that's why I, I don't like, you know, to monopolize time in that way because yeah time literally is money on these sets you only have x amount of time especially with different union rules especially when you're dealing with children because they oh, have yeah. all the you know the different um laws with child labor laws and stuff like that you have to, that, that this kid's got to only be on set from this time to this time they can't exceed that or you're breaking the law type of thing so it's like yeah let's get this done guys so yeah just do like I always say, just do your homework before you come to set, be prepared and, you know, let's just go right through what we have to do. Yeah, I agree on that too. There's a lot of things that you can do to get yourself prepared. Yeah. And oh my God, just all this talk about, you know, blood and everything for, for this movie and, and whatnot. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. Um, so since art, I don't think is really that um, complex when it comes to his look, but maybe I'm wrong. So I wanted to ask you about the makeup process for becoming art. Does it take like more than two hours? Probably, right? Yeah, originally it did because uh, we've we've been experimenting with the makeup process this whole entire first two films. It's like uh, originally um, I was wearing a gelatin mask and that doesn't hold up very well, especially <laughs> if liquids get on it. So mm. like my mouth would fall apart very easily or anything under my nose. I mean, you might see some behind the scenes photos where I have Q-tips in my nose because yeah. that's usually when I'm in a very cold location. So my nose would be running like crazy. And I, I just have those there to stop it from running into the, the prosthetic because it would just deteriorate. And so that was, that was an annoyance. Also like the first film, I was wearing a bulb cap underneath my, um, my my hood and we that would just take so much longer to put that on and also damien would paint the makeup usually over you know like the white and then we'd have to let that dry and then he'd put in all the, the detail work with the black makeup and stuff like that and so we, we've gotten it down to a science now where we've changed to a foam latex mask and damien nice. basically pre-paints the mask before he puts it on my face and, it's, and this mask holds up so much better you don't have to worry about the liquids it, you know it's a lot lighter too so it, it just it feels like paper on the face it's so so thin and light it's wonderful and it comes off easier so yeah when we first started off it took about three to four hours now it takes about an hour to get oh me wow. wow yeah so it's it's wonderful <laughs> i do not complain we we've but then you know, this has just been an experimentation process over two films so like you know i i've been in that chair well over a few hundred hours so no, you learn things as you go along. Yeah, that, that's good to hear that you know things are making are being a little bit easier on you to, oh, yeah. to fulfill your acting, so you're not like being like, oh my god, it's falling apart. We we gotta stop and whatnot. Oh, that's so, that's that's so that's so annoying because that takes me out of the moment because I'm worrying about not doing certain things with my face, so I can't really just totally go full out with what I'm doing because I'm like, oh god, if I 
smile too big, it's going to on yeah. the side and split open or my, or it's just going to start falling off. And because that happened a few times and I'd have to go back and talk about time is money, have to go back to triage for about an hour. So Damien had to glue it all back together, paint oh, it no. all like that. So that's, you know, I hated that. And it was so and I'm like, especially I, I remember like one day we were filming some uh, stuff for part two and it was during pandemic in the summer and it's hot, very hot day. And I'm sweating so much that like the whole lower part of my prosthetic just comes unstuck. Oh and no. I'm in the middle of the scene and it looks like I have two jaws. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. And like part of it gets also the, the gelatin because we're still using gelatin that part, it's heavier. So like, I, I it all started to droop down, so even my eyes started going. Oh, no. I, I looked like I was a stroke victim. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, I'm melting over here." It's just like this is bad. This is so bad. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that that's that's sad. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is too, like when when things happen like that, because art is very, you know, it, it expresses a lot in his face and his movement. So having to when you're thinking about like, oh, it's falling apart right now and you're doing something, you're like, I need to do this one thing with my face yeah, and I can't. So yeah, that, that really does suck. Oh, man. oh it is so bad. Cause like sometimes Damien's like, smile bigger, smile bigger. I'm like, dude, I can't, or this is going to fall off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, so, cause you know, we would some, we'd learned how to just film all like the close up shots first. Yeah. That way, like if it didn't, break or something like that if we're doing like the further away shots and you don't have to worry about as much if you just you should just throw blood on it that was always our answer just throw some blood on it (laughs) they won't notice the split (laughs) yeah there you go that's a good cover-up actually that's good yeah just throw some more blood on it (laughs) uh so i actually kind of want to take you back um before joker and before art um so what made you um want to become an actor was it because a love for for films were you always um expressive um when you were younger um was there someone in your family or a friend or so i know sometimes like a family member helps people yeah. go it go into like um like acting or music so i wanted to ask you where did it all start i would say basically from the womb it's just like <laughs> i i it's weird. I have a weird background because I, I come from a family of engineers and teachers, but they're all very much art oriented, not like art the clown, but you know, just yeah, involved yeah. in the arts, like music and artwork and all that. And I mean, my parents, like uh, my my dad sang in the choir, and my mom directed a lot of the church plays, and my dad oh, would act in the church nice. plays too. So that's where I first got my you know start was doing oddly enough plays about jesus and everything like that but yo you made a way different turn <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah it's like it's it's um because yeah I, I was i was always very animated growing up too it's like i i just love to entertain people i was like that at home but i was very shy at school especially when middle school because i went to a brand new school no one knew me and so you know i was picked on a lot bullied all that kind of stuff and yeah, yes, it wasn't fun, but like my, I, I, you know, I, mean, I sang in the school choir, and that my eighth grade year, we did a production of Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, nice! And my mom was like, "You do a really good Mickey Mouse impersonation. Why don't you go out for that role of Mickey? It's like let these kids see a different side of you at this school for once." And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I'll do it." So I got the part, and we were doing the 
performance and everything on stage and things started to go wrong on stage and you you know usually when you're watching children's theater especially with kids in the show something goes wrong they just kind of stand there like a deer in (laughs) headlights and go uh yeah uh." and i didn't do that i would just go with the flow and just start making jokes about stuff and so there's like this one scene where our cardboard background for scrooge's office fell down on top of scrooge and i and i'm (laughs) our heads are poking out from underneath it and i'm like mr scrooge i think we have rats (laughs) (laughs) and then like there's a like when we're doing the family uh, the the cratchit family scene with the the whole like oh we just have this meager dinner a little chicken well the table broke and the the (laughs) <laughs> it launched my god the, the the chicken over the audience oh my god this is the the most violent kid show oh, ever yeah it was like good god and i didn't miss a beat i'm like well i guess we're having fast food tonight folks <laughs> <laughs> as of and the, the audience is just dying laughing during all this you know so i'm i'm just improving on stage making jokes and all that kind of stuff and I had the audience just laughing with me and I'm like that was like the first time I had really experienced that at that school you know people are laughing with me for a change step at me and I'm like I love this feeling yeah. I, I love I'm in I'm the one in control right now I, I I have all the power right now and I'm bringing so much joy and happiness to people I love this feeling it's just like if if you've never been involved in this type of like doing you know music or anything like that it's a it's a it's a certain feeling when you're getting you can just it's this energy that you get yeah. it's 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 oh it's just, it's it's like a drug in a way yep um, it's, it's a wonderful feeling and i i want like I, I want more of this and so my mom's like well let's get you in, more involved with like you know doing community theater and everything so i, I started awesome. doing that and then now i i you know, I, I was trying to be practical and pragmatic. Like I said, come from a family of engineers and teachers. So I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I can actually make a career out of acting because I mean, it's the likelihood of ever making it big. It's very slim. I want to be able to support a family. So I was like, you know, I, I can still do theater on the side, but I, I need a real job. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I come from family of teachers. I love kids. I'll go into teaching myself. And so I got a degree in teaching and I, and that seemed to be going great. And then my mom passed away when I was in college oh, and no. if she had cancer, good old fucking cancer. And that, that kind of changed everything. Cause like our last conversation, she, she imparted probably the best wisdom she could have ever given me. And it's just like, you know, don't do what you think you have to do with your life. Do what you want to do with your life. You only get one shot at this. So, do what you want to do, what makes you happy. That is and, advice, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I was doing my internship about a year later and I just was not in the right frame of mind because right, right before I went back to do my internship in a month's time, my dog died. My grandmother oh, no. died. A friend of mine committed suicide and my sister married a homeless man that's now in prison for like, um, molesting children so it's oh, like there's no. a lot of wow a lot of crazy stuff happened saying this like a year after my mom died so i was like in downward downward like mental spiral and i was just making mistakes left and right in the classroom and i'm like what is wrong with me but like there was this one day i was reading story to, to like the kids and i was doing all the different voices and stuff like that for the kids and i was having so much fun they were having fun and i'm like dang 
this is what fulfills me more. It's like entertaining people than just teaching them. Like, this is, this is what I need to do. This is what mom was saying. This is what she was trying to hint at. And so I called my dad up. I'm like, dad, I, I don't think I want to teach anymore. I think I, I, my calling is supposed to be on the stage. And I expected a huge bunch of pushback from him because NASA engineer. And he's like, oh, no, your mom and I always thought that's what you need to do. We just didn't want to tell you what to do with your life. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, just, you know, take a year off, get your head back in the game. Then you can, like, finish up that last semester and then go do what you want to do. And that's what I did. And, you know, I finished up everything. So I have that that teaching degree to fall back on. But I, I moved up to New York about you know, a year or so after that and um, haven't looked back since. I mean, for 13 years, I, you know, I struggled though. I was doing like off Broadway shows, occasional tour, like Grinch and you know, that one thing led to another and led thing, you know, but, and then Terrifier came along and didn't have to wait tables anymore. Yep. And, and now you are a slasher icon, which yeah. is another really big feat as well, being like amongst like, you know, like Michael and Jason and seeing, you know, art mixed in there must be a really good feeling. Like, I, I don't even know how crazy. I would address that. I, I still don't. It's still, it's been a few years now and I'm still like, this is, oh, no, this, I, just to be in that league of villains, insane. It's absolutely insane. And also, you're doing a lot of you know conventions and stuff too. So seeing everybody lining up for you, like the Scarecon that we went to, was as all des- like all for you essentially. It was like you and yeah. I think Phantasm was there too. Yeah, and both really big, you know, like things in the horror universe and, and community. So it's awesome to see that you know you you went through some some hardships, but you yeah. are you're on the top right now, man. Like it's crazy. You, I, I'm enjoying the ride, man. I I, I can't. I can't knock it. So I'm just like, I, I just feel very lucky. It's I just, it's all serendipitous. I, I just, mm-hmm. I was at the right place at the right time for this. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I, I want to see other things with you in it. And, um, so I wanted to ask you, is there any other projects um, that you're working on other than Terrifier 2 at the moment that you can speak about? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been also working on another film with a lot of the Terrifier 2 team, uh, The Fuzz and Wind Skies. Uh, Mike Levy, he was the exterminator that I decapitated. He's directing <laughs> this, and like his his brother and their friend Steve, or you know the two cops that come in at the end of the film, they they're also on the production team. And it's this film called Stream, not Scream, but Stream. Like you stream oh, I've been seeing online. a lot of advertisements yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, we're almost finished with you know principal photography because. We did a Indiegogo campaign to to add uh, some extra stuff in there, and this this is like the the casting for this is insane. It's like a who's yeah. who of like horror villains. It's like we have like Jeffrey Combs, Dean Wallace, Daniel Harris, Lisa Rose, Dave Sheridan, Daniel Roebuck, Tony Todd. Yeah, it's huge. This <laughs> this cast is. There's some other people that they haven't announced yet that I I haven't talked about, but I'm like, oh my god, this is. To be in this film, which they're hoping is going to be a franchise in itself, is it's insane. It just to be on that set was awesome. And like, you know, like even scenes I wasn't in, like, you know, when Jeff Combs was working, I was like, can I just come and watch? Yeah. I just want because that's how I learn. I, I, I didn't go to school for acting. I, I just learned from watching other great actors. 
you know, so I love, I'm always watching other actors. Every, uh, every actor I've worked with, I learned something from. I'm always putting stuff in my mental Rolodex. And so it's like, I, I just going on set and watching Jeff work was just like a master's class for me. Yeah. Like, this is, this is great. And like, even if there was like a mistake or something, that's like, it made me feel better. Cause I get, you know, a little, uh, when I fuck up or something like that, I'm like, ah, sorry guys, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. But like everybody does it. It was, it was good to see some, even like people that have been doing this for years still have those moments where like, oh shoot, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. It's it's very very humanizing in that yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, everybody messes up. It's okay. You can do it again. We'll do another take. And it's, it's but yeah, you know, being able to see those kinds of people work was just great. I was like, I, it's. I mean, these are people I watched, you know, growing up my whole entire life, and to be able to work on the same kind of project with them pretty insane so i think that's probably coming out next year yeah, I'm, then I, I'm really looking forward to that one uh, as well that's gonna be fun and um i i were i recently about a month or so ago was in la filming for a few days a top secret secret project that's coming out this christmas hopefully oh it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a christmas horror story and it's based on a very popular christmas story i i i'm not at liberty to exactly say who I am playing in it, but um, it it will make your heart grow three sizes. Oh my God! Yes, oh, that's perfect. So, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's just something like where it's like, how has this never been made into a like you know, like into a parody of this is a horror film? Yeah, you know that's so actually really interesting because that hasn't yeah. that hasn't been a thing. No, no. It's like. So yeah, that's you know we finished filming that, and so I think they're just doing the final touches on, and they should be making the big announcement and all that kind of stuff soon. So I'm I'm excited for that. I had I had a blast on. I had an awesome stunt double for that too. So it's like I I, I had fun. I had fun. I can't wait for people to see it. It's it's pure camp. It's, yeah, the best. So it's like oh yeah, it's like it's it's cheese to the max <laughs> in the best way. So it's like. I really you, do like, like cheesy the, movies, especially oh yeah, when they're horror. The, oh yeah, even the practical effects are, are like pure cheese in that way. I think so. It's just like it's it's fun though. It's fun. It's like it, we we had fun. We're like we know exactly what we are. This is pure parody, pure just camp. Let's have fun with this. But I love it. I love it. It's like yeah. It's like oh. I, I hate it when, especially when something like this. Like you can't take this seriously. You just gotta have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. And this is cool. We got three big things coming out with you in it, um, yeah, all within like a year and a half span to two years. That's that's awesome. Gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. And who who knows what else is you know in the stars for me? I, I saw something recently. The Duffer Brothers are about to do a series based on Death Note, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to play Ryuk so badly. Yeah, get on that. <laughs> I would love to yeah, see that. I'm like I. God, I would love to play that role. I'm like, come on, I got. I'm like, I got to talk to my agent. I'm like, okay, how do we get me on this? <laughs> that would be I'm awesome. Play Ryuk. <laughs> Just get your your feet wet in everything possible. Just yeah, you know, make your your resume huge. Uh, That's yeah. really really exciting. Um, so have you always been into horror and all things spooky? No, not really. I was I was a little late to the game because my mom was a big chicken when it came to horror. 
she she thought the fall of the house of usher was the scariest movie she had ever seen oh wow <laughs> yeah it's you've seen the movie so you know yeah scary <laughs> about this but she thought that was horrifying so she 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 wouldn't watch horror films I, I think the only horror film they ever really watched was like uh poltergeist because I, I remember seeing that with like they had a viewing party of that at our house when i was a little kid it's like that was my first real introduction to horror, I think, because mm. I snuck out of my bedroom and I was watching it and it came to the, the whole clown scene. And I was like, ah, and I ran back to my room. But my mom even used that movie to scare me as a kid because I used to sit right in front of the TV. <laughs> She's like, if you sit in front of the TV, you're going to get sucked into the TV like oh, a little no. girl. I'm like, oh, no. And so there was a few years of my life where I would give the TV a wide berth when it was on. <laughs> just to touch it, just to make sure. Yeah, that's, that's, I, really that's what I did eventually. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I totally. Because you believe your parents. You're just like, oh, mom says this is going to suck me and I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I didn't really watch horror films. My dad liked them. He, he would watch them late at night on, like, sci-fi once everybody went to, like, bed and stuff like that but no we, yeah we didn't watch them so it was it wasn't until my my senior year of high school when scream 2 came out and yeah. I, I was doing a show at the time and like there was a girl in the cast i had a crush on and everybody was going to go see scream 2 and she was going and she asked me are you going to go and i'm like i can't you know chicken out now yeah from this girl so yeah sure i'll go and I went and I had a blast and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what my mom's talking about. These things are so much fun. And so like the <laughs> next year when I went to college, my roommate and I, he, he came from a very, uh, you know, very naive kind of like Southern Baptist family where they, they, they were like, you know, not like the, the bad type of Bible thumpers. They're like the Flanders and that just, oh, very, okay. just, oh gosh, gee, just so saccharine sweet and everything. So they didn't watch horror films. So we would go every weekend and just get stacks of tapes and just try to catch up on everything we we missed out on growing up. So that's it. Like I'm like one weekend we did all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Another weekend we did all the Halloween movies. Oh like, yes. So yeah, we 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 caught up and we had fun then. That's that's when I started more getting into it. And that's that's I think that's why slasher films are my favorite genre because that's really what I you know first started watching. I just I have a you know, soft spot in my heart for them. Yeah, and I agree on that one too. My my first um, horror movie that I can remember was um, Halloween 1978. And I have a bunch yeah. of masks over here. It's a little hard to see, but I am yeah. obsessed with Michael Myers. And um, oh, yeah. there's definitely a little bit of Michael Myers in, in Arctic Clown, I would definitely oh, say. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, definitely so. So with him being lumped in with all like the, the big four, is it's so awesome to see and, and, and it's awesome yeah. seeing you thrive in, in the horror space um especially be you know going into horror late in your life is really really cool and it's treating you well the horror community yeah. loves you everybody wants you on their films um i feel like everybody's always talking about your art or anything that you're a part of <laughs> um and it's really cool and seeing you know shirts with you on it and uh conventions you know dedicated to you yeah. is really really cool <laughs> it's, it's pretty interesting it's just like wow i never imagined anything like this in my life yeah horror does well with everybody so yeah it's, 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 it's a awesome. great community it's a, that's i i love going to the convention so much because it's just like I, i've made so many great friends 
doing them. It's just, I, I, I usually go to the after parties and stuff like that. And it's just, I love to hang out with everybody and just you know, kick back. And it's, it's kind of cool. I, it's, it's, it's because it's, you know, like the horror community is my type of community anyways. We're a bunch of, you know, entertainment geeks. So yeah. I, I'd love like, and Damien's the same way. I mean, he's a huge horror geek himself. So like, we, we always love finding other people. I just like to sit down and chat about movies. We will we'll do that all night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I like doing here, especially on the show. That's that's why I got this podcast going and actually being able to interview, you know, people like you. Um, it always blows my mind when I'm able to um, talk to people who are, you know, very, I'm not going to say like huge in horror community, but I think you are probably the, the biggest guest I've had on. So this is like, you know, a dream come true for me uh-huh. and being able to talk to you. You know, I've met you previously and in a sea of people um, yeah. and being able to have like, you know, one-on-one with you and, and, and learn about, you know, how you kind of became who you are today and, and, you know, the hardships that you went through and seeing that you're thriving a lot now is, is very, you know, um, humbling. I can't complain. I just can't complain. <laughs> it's just, it's just been a fun ride. Yeah. And um, I don't want it to stop for you because um, I want to see everything, with you in it any anything you know campy and 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 crazy in the horror realm i want to see art just like go into other people's movies and just like mess with them <laughs> that would be so funny <laughs> oh, that that would that would be fun i would have fun with that you know i don't know how damien feels about it like, oh, God, that would be fun. <laughs> i i i love that kind of idea that he, he could just whoop, whoop, into just just cause chaos everywhere all of a sudden he just shows up in some rom-com <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> Makes an appearance awesome. on the Kardashians. Just, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that would be great seeing art in that one. Just in like the background, just like honking his horn, doing some silly things. Yeah. Oh would god, be so I would funny. have fun. I was just like, eh, sure, why not? Why not? It's like, yeah, I, I don't think he has to just totally be tied to you know just being on Halloween and stuff like that. I, I think he could, you know, make his rounds everywhere else and just show up. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, man, this was really fun. Um, I have one last question before I'm going to mm-hmm. let you go. Okay. Out of all of the movies that you have seen, do you have a favorite horror film? Yeah, I am. Um, I, it's hard to name my top horror film because I mean, there's so many good ones. Oh, my God, yes, there's so many yes. good ones. But, like, I, I would definitely say, like, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 ranks up there as one of my favorites, though. That like the the first two Halloweens, I, I think they just work so well as a a, a set. Yeah, I was just like it just feels like feels like one big huge movie. It's just so good. It's just oh, so even part two. I mean, oh my god, and I I don't think part two gets the love it should get. I mean, that's that's such a tense movie. Like I agree. Oh my god, the cat and mouse game that goes on in that film is just great. And it's like, I mean, of course, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one. That's just Oh my God! It's, they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> I just like the original slashers. It's just like there's something great about all of them. There's just yeah, something that that sticks with you and stays with you and like transcends time. It, they're fun to watch over and over again. And so that's that's one of the things I I love hearing the people watch Terrifier over and over again. Yeah, it's not just like you know a lot of films I'll just watch one time and I'm like okay I'm done. But like, yeah, it's it's there's testaments to like you know, there's something about slashers where like I I I enjoy going back and watching them multiple times. I mean, 
they're just kind of fun to, a fun ride to go on yeah i agree on that too and it, it definitely goes to show that slashers are here to stay um forever like there's movies that go way back that are still super popular till this day yeah. and people are still obsessed with and um I know Terrifier is definitely going to be yeah. one of those movies that's going to be here forever. People are always going to talk about it. That's what we hope. That's what, I mean, that's that was it was our love letter to the genre. That's like I look at art as being like an amalgamation of every single slasher icon that came before him. Yeah, There's little bits and pieces of everybody inside of him. It's, that's our love letter to the genre, and it, and I I hope in a way that we're going to inspire other you know, creatives out there to get back into this genre and start finding new things to do with it. You know, breathe, breathe new life into it. Because, I mean, I, I love Mike Myers too. And, you know, those types of, like, we need new blood out there. Yeah. We need something fresh and new. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, art's going to lead that way. Yeah. So and it'd we'll be see. really cool too. Um if other characters, you know, throughout however many terrifiers are going to be, if, if he starts creating other people like himself or finding other people like yeah. that. Um, I don't know if any of that happens in, in, in Terrifier 2. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you be, might, really, you really might cool. find some stuff out that happens in part two. It's like, yeah, it's like, I, I like to think that, you know, his madness is a little bit infectious in some ways. It's just like, I mean, you kind of see that with Victoria. Yeah, it's like that's that's really I, I kind of look at like the the first film is being basically a, a a killing joke type of story where it's it's all about how one person's had a really bad day and it dry, drove them to lunacy. Yeah, that's actually a really yeah. good way to put that movie. Yeah, um, it's like I, I get that a lot of people. Like, oh, there's no plot. No, like, oh, there is a plot. It's just, yeah, it's really not about art. It's what what drove Victoria to kill someone with this perfectly normal you know young woman that was in college had a whole life ahead of her what drove her to this state that she's in now yeah i cannot wait (laughs) i really really can't (laughs) um there's actually one other question that i was just thinking of that i think would be really fun to answer since art does a lot of wacky things was there one thing that you have done on either of the movies probably more the the first one without you know you giving away anything happens in two was there one thing that you did that just made everybody on set laugh so hard and like including yourself because i feel like you ride in the little trike was that must have yeah. been so hilarious oh that's definitely one of them that's <laughs> that 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 night was i think night three or four of us going straight through like maybe having all of us having maybe three or four hours of sleep every single night so we're delirious at that point and just that bike itself was the funniest thing because at first we didn't even know if i was going to be able to ride that thing it was <laughs> so tiny and i'm i'm six two and i had those big huge shoes on and i was determined to ride it i was like no i i'm going to make this work somehow because this would be so funny because you're not expecting something like that just like here he is in the middle of chasing someone down after just doing some horrible things and all of a sudden he's just riding this little miniature bicycle around just to fuck with the the, the person i'm like this is fantastic <laughs> and it was hilarious i'm mean, like oh my god i was falling off that thing so much because it's that that floor is really slick and like like i would just just boom, 
sideways for no reason. <laughs> oh I, the wheels will start spinning, and I, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and we're just laughing. It's like the, the, the crash you see me when I hit the, the stairs and stuff like that. That was a real moment. That was not planned. That was just I, I had a hard time steering the thing. And, <laughs> That's and, great. And, and that, so, yeah, that was like everybody's just dying laughing the whole entire time. Like Damon's like, we got to keep that bit in because that's just so funny. And like another example of that kind of stuff happening was like uh, that where he just kept something in that made the whole entire crew laugh was when I flicked off um, uh, Victoria after she stabbed yes. him in the foot. That wasn't in the script, Damien. I even approached him I was like, should I ever flick someone off or something like that? He's like, no, that just seems too contrived. So we, we never planned. But I was just joking around with Samantha. It's like, okay, we got to do it again. And I had the camera still rolling, so I just flicked her off. <laughs> I was like, "Crack you for stabbing in the foot." Yeah, that, that's a really good moment in the movie. Yeah, it's like we got to keep that in. So yeah, we we had stuff like that happen. You know, it's like it's, we had some a lot of hilarity. It's like uh, there was a moment in part two where it doesn't spoil anything at all, but it's like it's it's one night. He'll probably kill me for telling this story, but it's Elliot <laughs> who plays Jonathan. He's like you know, he's a teenager. He, he, he and his family are pure vegan and so they, they eat a lot of that food that you know sometimes just makes you a little bit rumbly and the tumbly yeah and, and we're sitting there one night it's like really early in the morning we're tired and we're waiting for them to set up another shot and we're on a crash pad which is like you know, the, the foam pads you use for you know stunt work and stuff like that and we're just sitting there waiting and I just hear his little voice behind me just like hey David I'm like, yeah, buddy, what's up? <laughs> and there's silence for a second, and all of a sudden, the ground starts shaking underneath me, and he just lets out this gut rumble of a fart. Oh, my and God. I, like, I did not expect this <laughs> sound to come out of his body, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> It gives it lasted forever too, and I was like, "That was amazing!" Like you hear about the story of like Andre the Giant farting on the set of like uh, Princess Bride, this yeah thing, and I just could not stop laughing <laughs> for like five minutes. They're ready to roll, and I just couldn't go because I was laughing so hard because I just kept on thinking about that moment. And I was like, "That was amazing!" I was like that was. Yeah, buddy, that was awesome. <laughs> that that's that's really really yeah. funny. Oh I, I my think God. farts are hilarious. I I think they're the yeah, funniest same. things Because we we had takes sometimes like there's a scene where you see it even in the the, the trailer where I'm doing a backswing with a uh, one of my weapons, and one of the times I was doing that we had beef tips that night. Oh and no! This, and I'm just like you know. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> and I was hoping that no one heard it, that, that, that they had not been recording sound. But then I hear everybody in Video Village just start laughing their heads off. <laughs> I'm like, you heard that, didn't you? I am sorry. I am so sorry. And I'm like apologizing to my co-star. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mortified. But they're all just laughing their heads off because it was just so funny. It was just it works so well like i wish we could keep that in the movie but you know i, I hope maybe that makes it to the blooper reel yes yes like we need that like, I, i'm gonna be like 90 years old and i hear a fart and i'll just start laughing my head off <laughs> it's just, 
it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm so juvenile in that way. So it's like, yeah, but it works though. Cause you know, you can't have fart without art. So. Yeah. That's, that's very true. And he is silent, but violent. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's very, very <laughs> true. Oh man. That, that's hilarious. I cannot yeah. wait. I'm going to go actually rewatch Terrifier after this. Cause I don't I, blame. You. I'm definitely, you know, I'm due for another revisit of that film. Yeah. Um, especially getting ready for, for the release of this one in the fall. Oh, it's gonna oh, be because it it goes straight into you know the the ending of part one goes straight into part two. So it's just like you you, you might just find out what happens to that poor guy in the morgue. Yes, yes. Yeah. This, oh my god, I I can't wait. I need I need a screening now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we can't wait. It's 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 so soon. Just a few more months. We're so excited. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't even seen the full cut of it yet. I I, I don't want to see the full cut until I have an audience with me because. I, I want to experience that with an audience. Yeah, I don't blame That's you. That's how the first film was for me. And it's like that was an amazing experience. I want to go through that again. I mean, we we did show like a four minutes of footage last year at Texas Frightmare, and it, it wasn't even a scene where you know a kill happened or anything. It's kind of le- maybe leading into one, but mm-hmm. it was just art doing art. It was almost kind of like the the uh, the pizzeria scene where he's just totally okay. messing around with people and like. Everything was landing the way we wanted to, and then some. It was like a freaking rock concert, and I was, I, I was almost in tears on that stage. Just how everybody was receiving this, just this four minutes of footage. It was just insane. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see the whole entire film for my first time with that type of experience. So it's, just, it's, it's a beast of a film. I'm like. It's over two hours. It's huge. Oh wow! So it, it is definitely yeah. longer. Okay, it's a huge film. It's just, and we tried to. Cut, I mean, originally it was about almost three hours, and we. Oh, cut it I down. want that cut. Come on. Yeah, three hours. I know. I know. It's so like Damien cut it down as far as he could, but now it's just like there's nothing more we can cut without sacrificing big parts of the film. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's because the kill scenes are just so crazy and over the top. We we don't have you know second long kill scenes. It just they. We have one that probably lasts about four or five minutes. Oh wow! Okay. It's insane, and so we we went crazy with it. And so like, yeah, we're not cutting that. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. You should be going crazy. Yeah. Oh man, David, yeah. this was this was awesome, and thank you for you know for taking some time out of your day to come and do this. I know we've been planning this for a while, and actually yeah. being able to sit down and and do this finally, it's gonna yeah, be finally. Great. It's, finally i'm so glad we finally got to do this it's been a long time coming <laughs> yes and i know that we'll probably meet up again at, at conventions and whatnot and i, I always oh, re- extend this out to all of our guests um if you ever want to come on and talk about anything review movie or anything you, you are you're part of the family now and and you're awesome cool super down to earth um so anytime you want to come on um the dms are always open well there's definitely gonna be a lot to talk about once part two comes out so yes yeah, so we'll have to get you back on yeah. for that Definitely, sure. Definitely, definitely. Oh man, I'm gonna probably go to an early screening if there is one near me when that when that's released, and uh, just tell everybody to go and see it because if you haven't seen Terrifier, you know the first one, you need to do it now, uh, right now. Um, about yes. like for the next ten days, watch it ten times because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great film, and and your acting is superb, and everybody in it is great. Just how nutty everything is, and I really cannot wait for for part two. So thank, thank you, you so man. much for, for being on here, David, and sacrificing a little bit of time. Oh, you're very welcome, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was super fun. Uh, 
This was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I was your host, Dustin, and that was David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown, or you can go the other way and say that was Art the Clown as David Howard Thornton, <laughs> however you want to say it, because <laughs> he is you now. So uh, thank you so much, David, and we will definitely be chatting again. Sounds great, man. All right. Have a good one, everybody.